Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Okay, so we're in New Orleans for this episode. We're in a new city every episode. This is a new thing they're doing. Um, because they're not going out of town. I know. They're, they're staying in the country until the end. Till Fiji or whatever. sucks. Oh, they're going, oh, they're going to an well, island. She island. looks, I think it's Fiji. She looks like she, I think that's what I heard, but she's definitely in a tropical okay. location unless they're in yeah. fucking like Key West. I know. <laughs> Could you imagine if they were like, okay, final destination, Panama City, Florida. Oh, my God. The Redneck Riviera. Oh, my God. Another gator tour. Yeah. Um, So I am shocked that they have not been to New Orleans more before this episode. It's one of the most romantic cities ever. We love it there. Yeah, I, I think it's romantic, but also if you go there solo, you could just forget about all that and party your New ass Orleans. off. My brother and sister-in-law got married there. Yeah? Yeah, it was a great Where time. did they get married? At a venue there? I can't remember. Oh, you can't remember? Okay. <laughs> it was pretty. Yeah, yeah. Everything there is gorgeous. Um, there's like four people left, which is crazy. There's... I think there's uh, seven. Six or seven. There's six Sean, seven. Tanner, Xavier, Aaron, Doughton. Joey. Joey. Yeah. Keep forgetting about Joey. Joey. Yes. And that's six, it. Six. Um, so they're walking around the French Quarter. Doughton is like, this week I'm going to be intentional with my time. She is determining whose family she's going to meet this week. This is the episode right before Hometowns. Um, and so they meet up at Cafe Beignet, which we all know is superior to Cafe Dumont. Don't at me. Okay. I we don't know, know that. It is the best. It's I've never the best. been there. I do not know that. I do will, you, I know Cafe Du Monde. I do not know yeah. Cafe Beignet, and I will not go on the record as saying it's better. Just <laughs> never been. I don't know for sure. Please don't at me. Deal with Justine directly. I'm a guest host. Thank you. <laughs> oh my god. So the guys are all waiting around. Sean and Tanner have both not had a one-on-one. Um, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. I think do this every single season. Well, there's just not enough one-on-ones for the amount of people. Yeah. So by the time yeah. it's the end, ev- unless unless every one-on-one, like she wasted one on Bitter Borefest Warwick. Oh, so like Jesus. that potentially could have gone to Sean or Tanner, but usually by the yeah. end, 
they get rid of somebody on a one-on-one. So there's just never yeah. enough one-on-ones. Though, if she'd given that to Sean or Tanner and then she hadn't given Dotton a second one-on-one the next week, then yeah. she could have conceivably. But, like, also, she doesn't like you. <laughs> Like, the math, she only likes four people. That's what's happening here. <laughs> she doesn't oh like you, Double Denim Ken. Oh, my God. I know. He was really holding out. I, it's very, very odd. Um, but Charity rolls in, and they. Uh, she rolls in with one of the horse-drawn carriages. Aaron's excited because Aaron has lived in New Orleans for seven years and he's very excited for showing her around. I'm not sure why. I don't know if he knows that he's on a program Yeah, (laughs) and her other boyfriends are sitting right next to him. I don't know if he knows. Yeah. uh, Also, like, even if it was, even if he got a one-on-one, they're not going to be like, okay, Aaron, you plan the date. Have fun. Yeah, right. The producers are like, okay, bye. Like, Aaron, you're still going to go on the fucking gator tour or, like, run in that little race. Like, he's acting like it's like, oh, if you get picked on a one-on-one, we're just going to let you guys hang out for a day. We're not going to film it. You can take her to your house and, like, show her around. Yeah, drop the coffee. Your local Starbucks. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes. And he, I know he was sitting at a cafe beignet, like, oh, the best beignets are in in someone's grandma's basement. I know he was just sitting there seething. Um, so Joey gets the one-on-one and does the horse and carriage thing. Aaron is sitting there again, mad, mad. And Sean and Tanner are sitting there mad, which I can agree with. Joey had, Joey had a one-on-one. I know he'd had the evening uh, portion. He had the evening portion. I want to say he did have another one-on-one. I feel like this is the second one. Maybe I don't remember that. There's not enough episodes. He didn't have a true (laughs) one-on-one. So to be fair... Like, Sean got alone time when he won Double, double Denim Ken. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, quit bitching then. Yeah. Um, I also – I okay, have you felt like this season they've been repeating dates, like, specifically? Like, repeating. for the 20th anniversary? I feel like they're trying to do a thing where they're like, oh. Because, oh. like, remember Rachel had the New Orleans date with Nick Vial? And so I was thinking, like, maybe they were trying. It was, like, the exact same date as Joey and Charity. Mm. And I feel like there was mm. once a Hollywood sign date before. And I feel mm. like the, they did the kissing date a long time mm-hmm. ago. So I was wondering mm-hmm. if maybe they're, like, trying to do a thing where they're repeating dates. Oh, my God. Yeah, the branding. They're trying to, like, I don't know insert. if they are because I can't remember every date because I usually don't pay attention yeah. to a lot. But there definitely was a amusement park date on mm-hmm, a season mm-hmm. not too long mm-hmm. ago. Yep. Anyways. Yep. Yeah, Michelle had an amusement park date, yes. a really fun one. Yeah, and yeah, I think damn. oh, someone it was someone's hometown with Rachel, pilot Rachel. It was one of the guys she kicked oh. out. Remember, remember, it was like my whole family works at this ice cream parlor at, on the pier, Holy and then she was shit. like, "I don't want to meet puppy, your family." Yeah, puppy Tyler. Tyler. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh, puppy Tyler. That's oh right. yeah, that was sad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember her outfit. That was tragic. Um, So this non-tragic outfit, Joey and Charity are together. Charity says she's a history geek. I really wish they would have expounded upon that. I was hoping they were going to do a history (laughs) trivia competition. (laughs) I also was like, say more. But I think she's smart. I bet she is. Yeah. I'm just curious what kind of history. I'm curious, like, what her thing is. Me too. Me too. Because we're in a very very interesting historical place with race very interesting place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she's on an interracial date i would have loved to know more but 
Same. We didn't get to. Same. Yeah. Um, she says that she's ready to envision a life with him and ready to take the next step. Okay. Uh-huh. And they're talking about how easeful it is to be with each other. They go through Jackson Square and they do some tarot reading on the street. And they do um, a guy who makes poems on the spot. <laughs> which is quite the hustle okay but when they were like when he was like okay tell me about her or whatever they both were trying so yeah. hard to like talk like poetically he was like she yeah. lights up any room she's in they were like talking yeah. in like tropes it was like the way she mm-hmm. moves brightens up a day it was, <laughs> everything was like a metaphor and a simile it was just like tell me about her she's yeah. cute i like her we have fun together right. no it was like right the no. energy is electric between charity yeah. and i were fully charged i was like mm-hmm. okay this guy's the poet okay joey just fucking tell him what her favorite color is <laughs> He doesn't know. He doesn't know what to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, Charity did the same thing from the beginning. Yeah. Joey swept me off my, feet. Me off my feet. I'm always happy with him. And when I'm not with him, I miss him. Yeah. Like, okay, like, girl. Okay, just let fucking Curly Top over here just fucking <laughs> make the poem. I know. It was a cute poem, was cute. too. He did a cute job. And then, the, like, he, they were reading it, like, so – it was like a funeral. Right. Like. It was so emotional. I was like, you know this? Like, imagine if someone drew one of those cartoon pictures of them and they were like, do you see my eyes? They really really light up the room. It's like, it's a fucking street hustle, my guy. Like, chill out. (laughs) Like, yo, you just venmo this person to do this for you. Like, He definitely does not take cash. No, no. Mm -mm. Zell and Venmo only. Nope. Hilarious. Oh my god, that's so funny. We <laughs> just did that, me and Crunch and um my other two friends, and we looked at ours and I was like, damn, she knew you were high to my other friend because their <laughs> eyes were so low. Like that's the commentary. Yes, after. Exactly. Not this like, Not this, like oh deeply god, emotional. You <laughs> really got our essence. <laughs> Oh my god. So it's time for dinner. They go to a literal dungeon for dinner. Mm. It's so dark. Mm-hmm. I I have no idea what the problem is, mm-hmm. but here we are in this basement. <laughs> and she has on a chainmail like mini dress situation. Yeah. I didn't love it. Neither, I didn't me neither. But she generally it. dresses pretty cute. Yes, I think Carrie's having a good time. He, yeah. He's liking dressing. She's she, she wears everything. Like the fringe yeah. thing she wore later, I thought that was fun. I didn't like the cutouts, yeah. but I like the fringe skirt for New Orleans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I liked, I would liked her to be a little bit more witchy, but mm-hmm. that's just me. Um, so they talk about how their connection has always been so easy, and now it's time for the, the tough talks. So Charity says, I want to talk about next week hometowns and would love to know how his family would feel meeting her. And Joey says that they would have zero doubts or worries. She should have zero doubts or worries. And they don't want to see him get hurt because it's happened in the past. And I always, I, I, I never, I always laugh when people who are like 26 say that. I'm always like, girl, (laughs) from your college boyfriend. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like what? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess it's on TV, so it's different. Um, and then Charity introduces the interracial relationship conversation. Finally, yes, finally. So <laughs> she said, "How do you feel about being in an interracial relationship?" Because 
in her last relationship, she said it started off great. But when we would go out, there were just things that they faced that were, I guess, inexplainable to her boyfriend at the time. And she said, Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I gotta get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social media, just the over-accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, Mm -hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me. It's been really stressing me out. I'm not even gonna lie. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming Mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help, from eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family. Therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H E lp dot com slash two b g one r with her ex it boiled down to a lack of awareness and making her feel like those things did not matter tracy hello hello how many of these talks have you had to have let's start there so my husband is white right my mother is white so right. not only am I in an interracial relationship, I am the product, the product of an interracial of. relationship. <clears throat> yep. I don't, I have never had a conversation with my husband that was like, how do you feel about being in an interracial relationship? But no. I have had conversations with my husband about racial events or moments Mm. like Mm -hmm. being like okay you need to go ask for that because there's no way that person is gonna say yes Mm. to me (laughs) or like can you call the school and (laughs) say like so like we definitely acknowledge race in our family but there was never a point where I was like how do you feel about because I'm that is Mm. my what I grew up with. So it's nothing different for me. So I don't think that I think about it in the same way as like, I know that it's possible to be married and love someone from a different ethnicity than you or race Mm -hmm. than you for a long Mm -hmm. period of time. Cause my parents were married for 
35 years before my dad passed away. So it's mm-hmm. like, there's no, to me, this idea of like, this is the most impossible thing to ever happen is not something that I consciously think about because I was raised in a family where it was not the most impossible thing to possibly happen. Mm. Like it was possible. Mm -hmm. So I think Mm -hmm. that I think about it slightly differently than maybe some other people. Um, Mm -hmm. And also like I'm mixed. So I'm lighter skin than charity. And like, that's part Mm -hmm. of my experience as well. And I'm from the Bay area. I'm not from Mm. Alabama or South Carolina or all the places she's been. been Georgia. Yeah. Like that's just not my experience at all. So Mm -hmm. I understand what she's talking about, but I never had that exact conversation. What I found Mm. really interesting, though, was the way that she wouldn't actually say the things. Like, I just was like, I really want her to say more. She did say black. She did say black woman. First time. Yeah. And I was like, congratulations, you nailed it. But I wish she had said, like, specifically what sort of things he acted like weren't a big deal. Me Because I don't understand what that means. I think, uh, you know what? I am not sure of what that means, but she went to Auburn for a long time. So she was in the South for a really long time. She's from and, the um, South, right? From the South. Okay. Yep. Um, and so I'm sure they're really good at like nice, nasty down there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how aggressive or passive the racism is when it comes to interracial couples. Oh my God. Email call out. Please email the number two oh. black girls, number one rose at gmail.com. Yes. If this, if you are an interracial couple and things in the South happen to you differently than things in the Northwest, the Northeast, the the West, whatever. Um, because Natasha and I have a mutual friend who was in an interracial relationship in LA. And she said that she got a lot of pop culture references towards her and her boyfriend. Oh, like, like Fitz like, and Fitz and Olivia like Lauren Pope. and Cameron. Yeah, <laughs> like sure. yeah, I believe that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Interesting. And then, but in the South, it's probably different. Um, and up here in New York City and things like that, I'm sure it's it's different as well. Um, so I would have also loved her to expound upon that, and for someone to make you feel like microaggressions did not matter to you. And he was cheating on her. Mm-hmm. I was like, who he, is this person? He just wasn't that into her. I know. He Damn, like Tracy. A piece of shit. Like, he sounds like he an sounds asshole terrible. fuck boy. But if it's her yeah. college boyfriend, like, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it doesn't yeah. hurt any less, but I'm also like, you dated some white fuck boy from Auburn, like, and he treated you like yeah, shit. Exactly. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sorry yeah. that happened to you. Yeah, and also, definitely. now look at you, girl. Thrive on. Fuck him. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, so, okay, keep going because I there's a part of this conversation that I want to talk about. Yeah. Okay, keep, okay. Keep so he said, mm, mm. <laughs> he said he's going to try to know more, mm-hmm. educate himself, mm-hmm. and attempt mm-hmm. to listen and learn. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, part, I hate it. That part made me cringe. I hate but it. But I also feel like, okay, the problem with having the, like, how do you feel about being in an interracial world? Or, like, or like, because she didn't say, how do you feel about it? She was like, what are your thoughts? Or like, are you okay with being in an interracial? Mm. Something like that. Yeah. And it's like, what uh-huh, is he going to uh-huh. say? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, the only response to what she said is, like, either yes, I've been in one or no, I haven't. And mm-hmm. if the answer is no, you haven't, which is no, you haven't for Joey. Mm-hmm. There isn't 
really anything to say except for like, yeah. I like yeah. you and I want to try to do this with you. And I understand that it's going to be difficult and I'm going to do my best. I don't think mm-hmm. you have to say listen or learn, but there's not like a super satisfying answer, which I think is mm-hmm. part of the reason why I never have had that conversation with my mm-hmm. husband of like, mm-hmm. how are you feeling being married to a negress? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, it's just like, what do you want to do with that? <laughs> I, I too prefer the sneak attack and I usually use pop culture references in order to do this. The first time I tested my now boyfriend about the queer community, I showed him a picture of Big Frida Mm. and I was like, do you know who this is? (laughs) Like she was just on a Beyonce song and he was like, oh no, I don't know who that is. And I was like, yeah, some people are like denying some things and are like mad. And he was like, why? That's a woman. He was like, that's a woman. Big Frida, that's a woman. Yeah, sounds good. That's a woman. And I was like, yes. You're like, okay. (laughs) Just delicious or whatever. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) Eat your heart out, bitch. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like that's how I, to me, it's like, look, if you're going to be in an interracial, interracial relationship, Mm-hmm. You're going to be partnered with someone who has different experience with you, or maybe mm-hmm. it's an inter, uh, interfaith relationship. Maybe you're mm, Jewish and they're Muslim. Yes. Like, right, right. You might have a conversation or two about it, but like most of the conversations come up because something's happened or like right. the, either yeah. in pop culture, in the world, maybe there was mm-hmm. a weird interaction between like a family member mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. And like those mm-hmm. conversations I've had with my husband more than I could ever count. But mm-hmm. like this, like general, like, what do you think about doing this? Like, well, I mm-hmm. don't know. Why are you here? Why would you stay? Yeah. If, he, right. if he hated black women and didn't want to be with you, like he would have been long gone. Yeah. Right. Like, I yeah. think that, yeah. I think that the setup is like lousy. Yeah. I think so. It too. just sets him up so to look too. like an asshole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, listen yeah. and learn. Okay, Joey, listen good and luck. learn. Oh, it drives me crazy. You can thank Rachel oh, Kirkenall for that. Crazy. She fucking really, she was the one who listened and learned she all the way up with Emmanuel Hacho. I know. Oh, my God. He's another one who can just I kick rocks. hate Emmanuel Hacho. Vehemently. Hate I hate him. I hate him so much, I don't even think I could interview him. Like, I hate Did you man. hear the interview with Van and him and Rachel on Higher Learning? I, Didn't I send it to you? Yeah. I think you I sent would, it to me. I think I sent I, it to you and was, like, texting you as I was listening. Yes. I was like, this is a, yes. Uh, uh. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then I texted you when I listened two days later. I, I was feel like, like, oh, my God. Van was, I can't remember the exact quote, but I was saying it for, like, a month after. But it was, like, you're, <laughs> a, bu- you're a butler. Yeah, emotional butler. Iconic. Iconic insult. Oh, yeah. Anyways. Oh, yeah. But wait, keep going, because the part that I really want to talk about is oh, okay. what he says about his family. Oh, yes. OK, so he says that he does want kids. He wants to build a life together. And he says that his family knows that love is love. Mm-hmm. They, they say more. And then he doesn't think it'll be something I'll be able to learn until we're actually together. So until they're actually in the real world. And then he says he means every word. What part Okay, there's a part about? that I don't think you said, but he yeah. says his par- his family knows that love is love and uh-huh. they will support and they will get to know like what's underneath or whatever. And uh-huh. if they don't, they, they'd be crazy if they didn't or they'd be crazy uh-huh. if they didn't like you. Something like that. Something about right. how they. Okay. And I was okay. like, oh, his family's racist. <gasps> a thousand percent. A thousand percent. It's a Tell fucking crazy about- way to say if your family's not racist, you'd be like, my family's mm-hmm. going to love you. 
Yeah. For him to be like, my family knows that love, because, you know, he has, his father is gay. Yes. So like right, the love right, is right. love thing is a gay thing. And so right, I took right. that to be like, my family is sort of bigoted, but they have learned through my yeah, dad, through my dad, that love is love and it's taken them a long time. And honestly, mm. like if they're assholes, they're, they're just, it, they'd be crazy not to like you because of mm-hmm. race, but it's possible. Mm. Like he just left the door open in that way for me to hear that <laughs> at least his uncle or his sister's husband, there is something racially oh scary in that family. And for most white Maybe. families, there is there something. Is. So like, yeah. I'm not saying, but I just, you're trying to sell her that it's going to be fine. It's like, when you go to meet my family, they know that love is love and they will see beneath and they'll see how happy I am and they'll accept you because they'll see how happy I am. And if they don't, Mm -hmm. it's because they're crazy. Mm -hmm. Not because (laughs) it's not, oh, my family will love you because you're wonderful and they're so welcoming and they love people. And we've been through so much in our family (laughs) and we're still a family. And they're like, you know, there's none of that. There's none of like, it's going to be fine. It's definitely like, and if they don't like, that's on them and it's possible. Well, yeah, it's one of that's our That's how I heard it. So I'm looking forward oh, to meeting his family next week. They might same. not be racist, but it, it yeah. perked me up a little bit. That's a snippet of this week's episode. For the full episode and bonus episodes and videos, join our amazing community on Patreon at patreon.com backslash two black girls, one rose. See you next week. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.